What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Glenn Enos Jr. As always, joined by Mason Boyd. Yo. And Matthew Souza. Yo. And today we have a very special guest joining us, the Patriot Maven himself, Devin Clemens. What is going on? What's going on, fellas? I'm glad to be on the podcast today. Dude, glad to have you. Like I said before, we did this long overdue. Um, Devin, for people who don't know, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Well, um, I joined the Patriots beat a little over a year ago, so I've been um, covering them heavily on my site. Uh, if you want to check out my work, go to PatriotMaven.com, or you can go to SI.com and find my work under the New England Patriots tab. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I got 24-7 New England Patriots coverage, and if you want the best coverage in the business, you better come to PatriotMaven.com. You heard, oh. it, here, you heard it here first. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, more, how much more convincing does that have to be? <laughs> um, today we got a little special preview for you today. A lot of you listeners are um, doing some actual fantasy football drafting this weekend as the season's coming up soon. Uh, so we're going to do a live mock draft today. Um, but first, before we do that, um, like I said, since we got Dev on the pod, let's talk a little Patriots. So big adjustments this year. Um, obviously, the 20-year quarterback, greatest of all time, Tom Brady, is not on the Patriots. He's not? Not. <laughs> yeah, he actually, he actually <laughs> left. And I didn't think I'd ever see it. on my site. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you got that news, but it's pretty big. <laughs> um, so initially, going into the offseason of last year, we were like, all right, you know, Tom's gone. Now Jared Stidham, is he going to be the guy? Then obviously the Patriots signed Cam Newton. So it's like, okay, it's going to be a QB race here and there. Who's going to be the quarterback? Obviously on paper you'd think Cam Newton, former MVP. Um so far in training camp, though, and based on your coverage, what do you think is going to happen as far as the season starts with the quarterback controversy? Well, I wrote about it a little bit today because we actually got to talk to Jared this morning, and um, obviously we know that he's been dealing with a hip injury. He, de- he suffered it at some point in time last week, but it was reported on Friday that he was dealing with that. So that, that was part of the reason why after about four padded practices, he had about seven interceptions, and I think those seven <laughs> interceptions came in two practices. Yeah, I was going to say, like, every time I get a notification on Patriots training camp, it always reflects around Jared Stidham throwing picks at practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, Uh-oh. okay, not only good, but. Yeah, um, so, I mean, that, that's kind of where he's at. Uh, he's been limited the last few days. He got, he got some reps. I think he took about 19 snaps today during team drills, which was a little bit more promising than the last few days where he only took, like, a handful of snaps um, during the team drills. Um, but – I mean, I think personally at this point in time, the Patriots obviously aren't going to let us know until the season opener, but it's, it's Cam Newton's job and it's his to lose unless he just completely flops over the next week of training camp and just, you know, has 14 interceptions over the next few practices. It's, it's his job. I mean, coming in here with the experience that he has, whether it's within the Patriots system or not, um, he's played well enough during camp thus far. And the fact that Hoyer is Hoyer, he's, you know, a He's a backup in the NFL. That's what he is. Um, and the way Stidham has played has been very discouraging. Um, I thought he was going to come into camp and play well. But whether it's his injury or not, he hasn't had an ideal training camp. So, like I said, it's, it's Cam Newton's job to lose. And I think um, I think over the next few days is when the Patriots are going to really start planning a, a game plan and really start building a scheme around him. I was going to say, because, like, you've had someone like Tom Brady for the past 20 years. So – you have Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, draw the scheme around him. 
Cam Newton's a way different quarterback than Brady is. I like – you feel like it'll be a big challenge for the Patriots, like, to kind of just, like, throw out what they had with Tom Brady and then, like, try to start over and, like, build around Cam Newton as far as the playbook? Uh, I don't, and here's why. It's – when you have a guy like Cam Newton and you have a offensive coordinator like Josh McDaniels, um, he's got a humongous playbook in New England. It didn't matter whether it was Tom Brady or, you know, a Jacoby Brissett or a Jimmy Garoppolo. They, they have one playbook for everybody. It's just the – plays where it requires a little bit more of an athletic quarterback. They just never – they never touched those pages over the past 20 years. Okay. Except for the, the couple of games that Jacoby Brissett did play in the game. Um, he didn't play bad. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Um, so, I think when it comes to building a scheme around him, they're going to they're gonna utilize that part of the playbook, but I think they're just going to also implement some of the things that Kim had success with over the last few years in Carolina. You know what I mean? During his 20, 2015 MVP year when he's playing well there, I guarantee you – the second they signed Cam Newton, Joshua Daniels was buried into that, that season's uh, film and looking at it and seeing what he had success with. So Cam Newton said yesterday that he's already started working on building things that kind of work around him with Joshua Daniels and quarterback coach Jed Fish. So I don't think it's going to be that difficult and when it comes to transitioning from Brady to Cam Newton because the plays have virtually been there the whole time. They just haven't been utilized. Gotcha. Mason, Susan, any questions for Deborah regarding the Pats? you have any information on how Cam has been doing specifically, like uh, how he's been practicing, particularly with his run game? Is, is he – you think he's going to be able to keep running like he used to in the past? Yeah, I mean, I can't give you specifics into oh. schematics and stuff like that. For one, I have personally not been at training camp at all because they've only allowed a handful of guys to be at the training camp. Yeah, practice. that's going to be tough for COVID. Um, and then right. two, um, we're looking at a situation with him where – Cam has made a pedigree off of being able to be a dual threat, dual threat quarterback. So he can run the ball, he can pass the ball. And if the Patriots try to make him something that he's not, they're going to fail. You know what I mean? We've seen it plenty of times in the past where teams try to take an athletic quarterback and keep him in the pocket. And it doesn't really work out that well because, you know, if you have a guy has a certain skill set, you can't just remove half of that skill set and expect him to succeed. Um, Cam has had a great career off of being able to, make plays once they break down, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, rolling out of the pocket and all of a sudden his tight end isn't open, so all he has to break down, tuck the ball, and run for, you know, 20, 25 yards. It's, you know, whatever it may be. So um, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think they've been implementing plenty of that, and I think they're going to continue to utilize it moving forward because, frankly, I think they'd be stupid if they didn't. I have a question, actually, about uh, Bill Belichick, really, and how he's going to do with Cam Newton. So – you could obviously go the other route, whereas is it Bill or is it Tom that made the Patriots so great? And, um, you know, if you think it's it's Bill or at least a 50-50 split, do you think Bill, with his offensive mind, is going to make Cam Newton better than he ever was? That's the great question, isn't it? That's what the whole season <laughs> lies on, is if that's going to happen. I mean, obviously Cam's older. He has a lot of under his belt already, but. Right. Right. I think what it's going to ultimately come down to is if Bill Belichick can get Cam Newton in the mindset to one, buy into the system and two, protect himself in the process. That's, that's something we've all seen during the games, um, especially the last couple of years. It's Cam, Cam has an issue trying to uh, protect himself. He doesn't, if it's, my cat. it comes down to him just running out of bounds um, and not taking a hit, he'll bury his shoulder into somebody and take a yeah. hit and hurt himself in the process. So I think it's really going to come down to Cam getting into the mindset that, hey, I'm 31 years old. I didn't get signed until late June because of injuries. 
So it'd be in my best interest at this point in my career to protect myself if I want to last and be relevant um, past 2020, because obviously we know he only has a one-year deal with the Patriots. So um, if the Patriots if the Patriots feel confident enough to franchise tag him next year, it's one thing. But when he gets the open market, if he didn't have a successful season this year because he's injury prone again, then his career is going to be over. Let's face it. He's not you – don't, you don't have a guy like Cam Newton at 31 years old um, – just one year removed from, you know, a decent season, all of a sudden not get signed. Whether it be because of COVID or not, you know, we can leave it up to that. I know it was a little bit tough for teams to talk to veterans and bring them in for workouts because of the pandemic. But when you get a guy like Cam Newton and he just has to have some self-awareness and realize I got to protect myself. And like I said, that's going to be up to Bill Belichick and the rest of the coaching staff to help him get that mindset at this point in his career. Thanks. Hmm. All right, uh, Deb, do you see any wide receiver uh, this year potentially emerging as, like, a more consistent uh, option in the passing game, like one of those younger guys like Gunnar Oshevsky or Nikhil Harry? Because there seems to be a lot of talk around those guys. Um, and there was last year, too, but they kind of uh, pittered out. Obviously, Harry was hurt, and I think Oshevsky was hurt as well. But uh, do you see any of the, either of those guys making a significant impact this year? Yeah, I mean, heading into training camp, I would have told you it would be Nikhil Harry, um, but now I'm a little uh, hesitant to say that because he's he hasn't been that consistent and very good during camp overall, whether it be because he's banged up or he's just he's really just not making plays from what I've heard. The plays that a first-round pick receiver should be making, he's not making them during the team drills or individual drills or whatever it may be. So I think um, if I had to choose one guy, it would probably be Gunnar Olszewski. He's had a really, really, really strong camp, and I think the Patriots can utilize someone like him because all they've had ever is Julian Edelman. Um, and even though Cam Newton doesn't really have um, a history of throwing to slot receivers, Gunnar Olszewski can play in the slot, but he can also play on the outside. Um, and when you're looking at the rest of the roster, um, Mohamed Sanu hasn't been having that strong of a camp. And I don't, I don't see him as someone that's just going to break out in a Patriots offense. That's just that's just not how it really works. He's not the type of receiver for that to happen, and Patriots' offense isn't the place for that to happen. Yeah. Um, so if I had to choose one, I'd probably say the Division Two former standout, Gunnar Olszewski. <laughs> Give me some Gunnar. <laughs> All right. Um, honest opinion. I want the ceiling for the New England Patriots this season and the absolute basement. What's the best that they will finish uh, or the worst they will finish? I think the worst they're going to finish is 8-8. Eight and eight. And wow. I think it's, it's going to be a very small So the worst they're going to finish is 8-8, eight and eight, but I think the best they're going to finish is 10-6. Okay. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't see a Bill Belichick team having a losing record. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they have a very, very, very tough schedule this year. So I think their ceiling is 10 games because even if they play well, still a lot of young guys in that team that are going to have to take a lot of snaps this year and they're playing against a lot of good experienced teams so double digit win for them but not much more than that we did our we did our AFC predictions a couple of weeks ago and um, I had them coming in second the AFC East actually to the Buffalo Bills winning mm -hmm. the division and I had them going nine and seven being um, the last wild card team now that there's seven wild card teams mm -hmm. if they make it to the playoffs, how far can they make a run when you got to deal with Kansas City and Baltimore? Well, I think it's going to all come down to how the seedings, you know, are arranged. Um, I really think at the peak, 
of the season, which would obviously be in the playoffs for them, especially when you look at the fact that they didn't have preseason. And like you just said, the, the playoff format's expanded this year. I really, I, I believe that the month of September, we might see a few losses, but it's really just going to be an adjustment period for Bill Belichick. He's get, he, that's when they get to see their full evaluation of their roster is in the month of September because they didn't have the luxury of having a preseason this year. So um, to answer your question, I think if they can hit their peak towards the end of the season, which they should, if they're able to, you know, kind of hash things out over the month of September and um, play some more of their division games in the back end of the, the uh, season, it's really going to be tough. I mean, if we're, if we're looking at a team that's, like you just said, maybe second place in the AFC East, which is, I think it's very, very, very possible that they are second place and they get into the playoffs with a wild card spot. Um, I think we're looking at a team that could, at the very best, win two games, maybe make it to the AFC Championship game. But I don't – I mean, if we're looking at the Patriots playing someone like the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, I don't I don't see them getting past the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't either. And um, contrary to popular belief, we get off the rails sometimes in this podcast, but this is a fantasy football podcast. Mm-hmm. The guy you want to own on the Patriots this year in fantasy football, because you play fantasy football, right? Oh, of course I do. Let's go. What's the Patriot that you want to own this year? If any at all. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose one Patriot, I'm going to have to go with Cam Newton. I know that's an easy answer, but it's there's, there's just so many question marks on the offense specifically. Like I, I, would, I was almost going to say someone like a Damian Harris, but, you know, if Lamar Miller comes back sometime this week and all of a sudden, you know, he, he has a strong camp and then plays week one and gets some early down work, Damian Harris is going to be irrelevant. You know what I mean? If Sonny so, Michelle is so that, has that, like, look, he looks like he has and he plays well, Damian Harris is going to get snaps. That was actually going to be my next question. Uh, yeah. Which Patriot running back, Adam, if any, would you want to own? Cam Newton, like going back to your point, um, you, you don't know with the Patriots offense. And I feel like when you're doing – you're drafting your fantasy team, nobody's going to reach for Cam Newton. You're just going to let him fall to you in a late round and you can take a chance on him. Um, so it could pay off if Cam, you know, is even, you know, part of what he used to be for fantasy. But, yeah, one running back because the Patriots have about 17 running backs now. Um, <laughs> yep. Who would be the most valuable on a fantasy team? Well, if we're talking about value, I would definitely say Damian Harris. Um, that's a guy that, I mean – I have not sat through a mock draft in about a month and a half because once training camps started, I just, you know, obviously had my head buried in the Patriots stuff. But um, from what I saw when I was doing mock drafts in July, he was going undrafted. So when you've got a guy like him going undrafted, then you have someone like a Sony Michelle that maybe goes in, you know, eighth or ninth round at best. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big Sony Michelle guy. I'll just, put that out there. I don't, uh, he started his third training camp on the pup list. He's got a history of injuries. I think he's just about as average as you can get for a running back, even behind an elite offensive line like the Patriots. Um, they had a down year last year, but that doesn't really make up for the fact that Sonny Michelle had a down year because Rex Burkhead was plenty productive behind that offensive line last year. So yeah, it was very uh, annoying as a James White owner. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it is. Yeah. Um, I had a- a question, kind of piggybacking off, Glenn was was just, uh, is any running back standing out to, to take over a role, or is it just going to be a, a shit show, a three-headed, four-headed monster, and for fantasy, there's going to be no one that you really want? I mean, if there's one guy I'd have to pick, 
it's James White just because he's got that passing, course, yeah. passing down ability. So you're going to have a, a relatively um, steady floor with him. You know what you're going to get from him every single week. But, I mean, in terms of guys standing out during training camp, it's definitely been Damian Harris just because yeah. Lamar Miller and Sony Michelle haven't – besides uh, – Michelle started practicing again yesterday. Um, but, I mean, he hasn't really been able to show much. Yesterday they were in shells. Today they were in full pads. But take that for what it's worth, um, him being back for two days. But Damian Harris has definitely stuck out from everything I've seen and read. The guy's been incredible. He's been active in the passing game, which I think is a big factor for him because we obviously know Sony Michelle is – basically irrelevant in the passing game. So when he's on the field, you know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so that that's why, um, going back to my point before, it's if you had to choose one guy to get the early down touches, it's going to be Damian Harris in a fantasy draft because you can mm-hmm. get him undrafted. And if he if he ends up emerging as a guy that's getting a bulk of the carries in the backfield, that's going to be incredible value for you. Right. Absolutely. So sleeper to watch, Damian Harris. And it's tough because although he looks good in training camp, didn't play a snap at all last year. So we have no idea, you know, what it could be. The fact that he's going on drafts, it's like, all right, I'll take a chance, put him on my bench. If he strings together a few games, maybe roll him out there as a flex. Um, you know, I, I'm not completely, like, I, I think it's a little undervalued the fact that he didn't play last year because he was the guy at Alabama for several right. years, okay? And then yeah. the fact that he got to play, he got to just sit for basically an entire season. He Now he's got a fresh set of legs, Okay. He doesn't have these knee issues like Sonny Michelle has. He didn't just come off a torn ACL like Lamar Miller did. He's got a fresh set of legs. So that's why I think, like, it's, it would be no surprise to me whatsoever if he got, you know, 10 to 15 carries against the Dolphins in week one because he's got that fresh set of legs. He's active in both the passing and running downs. And, you know, he's, he's a very effective guy. It's just last year they didn't, they didn't really think they needed him because they had Rex Burkett, because they had Sonny Michelle, and those guys did what they needed they're running backs to do I feel like Bill has like a thing for Rex Burkhead because oh, like I like Rex Burkhead like he's shown flash of playing well but there's just like from the eye test like you see that you have more talented backs but yet they continue to just feed Rex Burkhead and I'm just like it, it's right. because yeah Rex does not stand out in any really aspect he's got he's got some wiggle to him he can absolutely make a linebacker miss right but he he's effective with his touches so and the fact that you can put him out in the field and you really don't know if the Patriots are going to run a pass as opposed to Sony Michelle where it's, you know, right. okay, they're going to do a play action or they're going to hand him the ball. You know what's exactly. going to happen. And that's why they, Belichick liked Burkhead so much because compared to the other backs they have in the backfield, he's the only one that really isn't one-dimensional. Yeah, that's true. And I've always said, like, even, even like when Brady was quarterback, they never have, like, a steady, like, round-and-pound running back just feed them, you know, 25, 30 carries a game because mm-hmm. that's just not the offense that they had with Brady. But it'd be interesting to see in the future, you know, with this Patriots team and if Bill Belichick would adjust to that. It's a passing league now, so I don't think that would happen. And the way that their system works, I don't think it'll happen either. But it would have, you know, like someone like uh, – I can't even like, – like, like, like Ezekiel Elliott wouldn't be, like, a good fit for, you know, the New England Patriots, like, because they just don't run the ball that much. I mean, he's a great player. Here's what I'm going to tell you. When you got Cam Newton, at quarterback, and the triple option is an option, I think if there's one there's one coach that's going to buck the trend in terms of it being a passing league and him going the other way with it, it's going to be Bill Belichick. Yeah, it would yeah. be him. You know, I mean, look, look what Lamar Jackson did last year. Yeah, he, yeah. Had a, he had some great passing stats, but those aren't, like, the touchdowns and everything, the touchdowns and interceptions and, like, the touchdowns are, like, just – completed passes his rate was incredible last year so that's not going to carry over to this year but they were able to utilize a run game yet last year and the year before 
heavily and it worked in their favor. Maybe, you know, the playoff performances were a little shaky, but overall they had the best offense in the NFL last year. Yeah. And I feel like talking about the Ravens, Lamar Jackson last year and that playoff performance, I feel like the Ravens are a team where their offense is so good that they're always up. So they continue to build on that. But mm-hmm. if they get behind against a good team, and we saw it when they played Kansas City in the regular season last year, they might struggle because is Lamar going to throw them out of it? You saw what Pat Mahomes did on his playoff run last year where they were down by multiple scores, but the Chiefs can score in like three seconds to yeah. get the ball back. I don't, yeah. I just, you, yeah, no, you're I, absolutely right. And I, I think it's, you know, it's going to be predicated on how that defense performs this year. We, we obviously know what they did last year. Um, it's no doubt elite. Last year, they also had a week schedule, but take that for what it's worth. Um, but this year, there's a lot of question marks, you know, and it, I think it's really going to come down to how that defense performs, like you said, because if they start getting down in these games, especially against some of the tough teams they're playing this year, like the Ravens, like the Texans, like the 49ers, the Chiefs, they get down in those games, they obviously can't run the ball because that's not exactly utilizing the clock in your favor. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think if that defense can come out quick and strong in games, they can absolutely utilize, utilize that run game. But if not, I think – Patriots are really, really, really going to struggle because I don't think their receivers are strong enough to be able to come back quickly like you see from a Patrick Mahomes because there's no Tyreek Hill on this team. There's no Sammy Watkins on this team. You know, we got the Julian Edelmans of the world. We got the Nikhil Harris of the world. Those aren't guys that are going to get, you know, 40, 50-yard chunks on a single play. They're going to get you the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 yards of play. So that that offense is definitely not built around um, getting a lead in any way, shape, or form, but especially – with Cam Newton under center, it's – I don't see that – I don't see um, them being very successful if that defense isn't strong. And they lost a few guys. Um, yeah. Van Noy and others, but – All right, I know our listeners are like, wait a minute, I thought you guys said you're doing a mock draft. What's on this Patriots talk? So, all right, <laughs> those let's are get our to listeners. it. Yeah, those are our listeners. Um, all right, I'm going to go on this app here. Yep. And I'm going to hit – Try a mock draft. I believe uh, Mason and I are on the desktop, so hopefully yeah, we can find the same thing. Are you using your phone, Dev? I am. Well, now all the mocks are going to start at uh, in five minutes, 6.50. We just missed the latest group. Nice way to but go. But we can fill that void. Do you see pro mock? Uh, pro oh, 12 yeah. team mock? Yeah, seven out of 12 filled. Shit, it's all it's all ah, updating it's all for me. Ah, jeez, we should have um, thought this through. Ah, shit. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> we, right, right. we, we got we got five minutes until uh, the next one comes. But true, we can. I mean, we could play it safe and pick like a six fifty five draft. No one's in that. Um, let's just try it at six fifty. Six fifty. I'm not seeing any twelve man leagues. I found one in six fifty five. Oh, 650, pro PPR mock. Zero out of 12 filled. Where? 650. Uh, pro PPR mock, three out of 12 filled. I see expert 12-team PPR. Oh, what Pro-team PPR mock? That's not it. Pro 12-team PPR mock. I'm joining it. Ah, it's filled. Right, I'll get out of it. <laughs> All right. I see a salary cap draft. Yeah, that's the one I saw too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Is that an auction? Expert PPR mock. Oh, that's salary. I don't. What is this? I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, rookie 12 team? It might be just rookies. Does the pro expert rookie even mean yeah, anything? What does that even mean? It might not mean anything. All right, so let's do rookie PPR, Mark. It's just we might be matched with rookies. Yeah. Like rookie I mean, fantasy players. Gotcha. Where, where are you, Glenn? Where did you see this? Rookie 12 team PPR, Mark. Rookie PPR, Mark. <laughs> the one I clicked on is Phil. It's three, four out of 16. Four out of 16. Oh, yeah. Why am I doing 16? Jesus. Yeah, what are you doing? Dang it. Yeah. All right, let's just look at 655. I think that's the safer bet. That's bad. <laughs> okay. Pro 12 team PPR mock 655. Well, there's nine out of 12 in there. Oh, shit. Um, I saw that one. <laughs> Pro 12 team PPR mock four rookie, out of 12. Rookie yes. mock. Wait, wait, wait. Pro. PPR. Pro 12 team PPR mock. Oh, my God. I have to sign in. Oh, you dingus. I mean, God damn it. we're good. We're good. This is this is great oh, content. Okay, Susan's in. What's the name of this? <laughs> it's Pro Twelve, uh, Pro Twelve Team PPR Mock. That's six fifty five. The six fifty five one. Bro. There are three, four, five, six people in it right now. Wait, wait, wait. Pro. Nope, that's not you. Okay. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Pro Twelve Team PPR Mock. Six out of 12. I see Team Boyd. Okay, so Glenn's here. All right, I'm going to do, uh, do right in the middle, number six. I'm in. Nice. Let's go. I joined just – I just clicked join and it put me at 11, which I'm fine with. Okay, yeah, we did pretty, it. 6.55, though, so we got six minutes to kill. All right, so oh, – okay. I'm just glad Mason. that we actually made it in a room. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it looks like Mason's got the third pick, Devin with the fourth. I got the sixth, and Susie going 11. All different perspectives from this mock draft, depending, um, you know, where you're choosing in your draft. All right, we got six minutes to kill. I'm hitting the hard hitting questions right now, with Dev. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. Let's hear All right. it. Now, from what, what I remember, <laughs> what I remember. Now, how long have you been covering the Patriots? Um, I've been covering them for about two years now, but I've been doing it full time for about a year and a half. All right. Now, from what I remember, what I thought. I thought you were a Colts fan. <laughs> Listen, I am a Colts fan, but what am I supposed oh. to do? I live in New England. Exactly. I live in New England, too, growing up. You see this star on the wall. Oh, yeah. Or Cowboys oh, fan. Oh, yeah. And yeah, isn't your, your brother's a Cowboys fan, too, isn't he? He is, and my father is. So I grew up in a Cowboys household. <laughs> That's no way to live and grow up. All right. <laughs> so so, so, so let, me, let me pause it for a second. All right. So you're the I Patriots. I get it. You got to cover the Patriots. Um, how did you become a Colts fan? Um, well, I'll take you back to my college days, which feels like forever ago now. Um, but I was, it was right when Andrew Luck started playing for the Colts. Um, they were on primetime a bunch his rookie year and his second year. I think it was his rookie year. Yeah, it was his rookie year when I started following them, but they were on primetime all the time and I was just watching them and I really, I really loved the way he played and I read, I loved how the offense ran under Pep Hamilton because it was just like a, it was just an air it out guy just going verticals and he was just humming the ball down the field, making a ton of plays. And yeah, he was a gamer. Yeah. And I, you know, I used to just sit there on Sunday nights kind of just thinking about like, why the hell am I supporting a team that consistently goes eight and eight every single year? And just, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I don't want to be a Patriots fan. Cause that's just too easy. Wait, wait, are, you, are we just referencing the Cowboys? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah, there's no. Listen, it, they're just they are the Jeff Fisher of NFL teams. No. Just, <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh man. I can't handle that. Oh no, no. See, what a Google I was just so records. sick of just seeing them just blow games, and it, it. When I first started watching, I think like one of the first playoff games I ever watched was Tony Romo fumbling the snap. During that playoff, was it a playoff game? Was it yeah, oh six against the uh, yeah. Seahawks? Yeah, that's when I that was one of the first seasons I started actually like really watching football, and ever since then it was just disappointment after disappointment down there in the star. You know, I just I'm glad I'm sorry. I understand. Listen, I understand why you love the team, but I can't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, all right, because yeah, you don't want to root for the Patriots because especially in New England, be like, oh, you hopping on the bandwagon, heck yeah, it's it's too easy, heck yeah. I've always liked the, the random team, you know what I mean? So, for right. me, the Colts were a little random, especially considering where I was living. And I really loved Andrew Luck, and I thought he was going to have this long Hall of Fame-esque career, which obviously didn't happen. Bro, last year was the shock of the century. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i never forget when the news broke that he was retiring. And I was sitting on the couch, and my wife was talking to me. And I looked down at my phone when she was talking to me, and my jaw just dropped, and I said, stop talking. And she was like, well, what do you mean? What's the matter? I said, I, 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 I literally couldn't get the words out. I could not get the words out. And oh she felt like God. someone like died or something. Like I didn't. Yeah. It felt like it. Yeah. And it did. And I just looked at her and I just put my phone in her face and I said, Andrew Luck's retiring. And she goes, so? Yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was like, what? A little, sn- little snippet here. I don't think we have any female listeners, but when you have girlfriends and like football, they just don't understand like how much it, it means. The emotional to us. connection, right? It, it, like Chelsea's like, yeah. why are you letting fantasy ruin your week? I'm like, why aren't I letting fantasy ruin me? I just lost to you know fucking Craig Heiler. I, I'm, yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's they, they don't understand it. For me, especially like having it be a part of my everyday life. Um, and Vanessa, my wife, is just not into sports at all. It's it's a weird. It's a weird mixture in our household because I, I try to talk to her about it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of wasting my time because she doesn't care. <laughs> right. Yeah, explaining explaining the sport of football to someone who has no clue about it is actually very hard. Yep. Unlike basketball, it's just like, oh, you got to get the ball in the hoop. You know, baseball, you hit it, run the bases. Yep. Football, it's like, wait, first and 10, and then second and <laughs> – like, they don't, just don't get yeah. it. Wait, what did they do wrong? Why did they back up? What happened? Right. Yeah. Why didn't that play count? Right. Yep. Isn't that a fumble? <laughs> no, so, it's a complete bad. Yeah, um, but your brother and dad still sticking it out, right? As Cowboys fans. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, I them. mean, here's the thing with the Cowboys and me. So since I have been born, the Cowboys have not done anything. <laughs> the year I was born was the last year that they won the Super Bowl. Um, actually, so so technically, I was born, and then that season they won the Super Bowl. Um, but obviously me growing up and being a fan and I remember like first watching the Cowboys cause I grew up a Cowboys fan cause my dad was a Cowboys fan. So he's seen all the glory days lived through the seventies with Staubach, the triplets in the nineties and me, uh, the first experience I had watching the Cowboys was watching fucking Quincy Carter, who was absolutely horrible. And then Tony Romo was like the second coming of Jesus because he was actually a quarterback that we had. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he just failed us every season. And it was tough to watch. And, like, I'd always get razzed by all my friends who are Patriots fans. Oh, we got Tom Brady. We want another Super Bowl. This is great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Impersonation of Mason. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah. But, um. I mean, that, that, 
that's Panacho. I'm not one of those people. I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it was tough growing up. And the fact that Tom Brady left New England, like I was waiting for this for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's, I, I keep telling myself, it's over, it's over. Then the Patriots side Cam Newton, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, they got Cam Newton, so they could. And I'm like, nah. But you never know, they could shock us. Um, but the Cowboys, man. Oh, my God. They're on the right track. They got rid of the biggest piece of failure in their head coach. And that's Jason Garrett. Now they got Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl champ. Well, they're going to get rid of their owner first before they win anything. Yeah, well, the only yeah. way that happens is if he dies. And I feel like he's going to be one of those people <laughs> who lives, outlives all of his players. He's probably going like, to live to like 100 and yeah. we're going to be stuck. Do you guys see Zeke's profile picture in his hair right now? I love it. Oh, I'm entering the draft. Draft begins in two minutes. Drafting first, Team Black. What the fuck is he doing, Glenn? What, Zeke? Yeah. Why does he got two pom-poms on his head? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Listen, I didn't tell him to do it. Why are you asking me? Huh? You said you supported it. It's funny because, Dev, when you said Cowboys a and A, I looked up a history of their records. I see 2011, 2012, 2013, all 8-8, 2014, 12 and 4, 2015, 4 and 12. And if you average those two records, it's 8 and 8. And then last year was 8 and 8, too. So I think you're right. I'm one, so I graduated from high school in 2011. <laughs> so, I mean, by the time I finally became a Colts fan, I think that was that span that I was in. I think it was my junior year. That I transitioned because I think that was the final. I think the eight and eight year, that final eight and eight year before they went twelve and four, was the year I was like, okay, I'm good with this team. All right, I just want to say, I just want to <laughs> say, 20, 2014 should have been Patriots Cowboys in the Super Bowl because Des caught it. That's, oh, that's all I want to say. Right. All right. Twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen, whatever. You know, the Dak was a rookie, got down big. He led them back, and then Jared Cook makes the catch of a lifetime on the sidelines. And then Mason Crosby freaking tails in a, a 50-something-yard field goal. Mason well, yeah. Crosby. Forgot about Fox. that. I just feel like it's, you know, we're, we're on the cusp. But I feel like we got rid of that one bad apple in Jason Garrett. And now we're just barring any injury, of course. Those are the three words that if you, if you talk to a Cowboys fan, that's how you know if they're a true Cowboys fan. It's just they say those three words. Des caught it. Des caught it. <laughs> he did. Oh. If that if that catch happened today, did they rule a catch? Yeah. The freaking hey. rules back then were whack. It is what it is, man. Uh, they should have gotta... gone past the Lions anyway. Uh... <laughs> remember that pass pass interference that wasn't called? I don't know what you're oh. talking about. Uh oh. I remember. All right, draft has begun, guys. Team Black on the clock. So this could take the first round could take a while if people aren't drafting, but then they'll turn into auto picks. So Team Black. Would he be an idiot to take anybody else besides McCaffrey? I hope so. No, but kind of. We hope so. I, 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 I want to say I had a draft this past weekend and uh, actually joined Mason's league with uh, Craig. and Yeah, uh, brother, welcome. Yeah, Skip, Jim, and, Jim and Skip Bob, whatever that league is. Because <laughs> I was like a last-minute filling because somebody bailed in his league. And uh, I had the first pick. I got Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. Well, the thing is, there are other guys who can finish number one. 
Yeah, they can. It's just McCaffrey probably has the best chance of. He's the most likely. So you got to you got to think with your brain. All right, my first pick in the draft, I'm taking Zeke. And okay, you're, you're the number three pick. So there's I'm Mason. Gonna go, I'm going to go with a running back that has been my saving grace in my dynasty league. Drafting him, he had a couple okay rough seasons, and then finally last year I was like, here's the RB one that I've wanted all along. Mr. Cook. Dalvin Cook at number four. All right. All the running backs are going. I'm just sitting at pick 11. Like, okay. <laughs> By the way, this is a uh, this is a 12-man mock draft. Uh, let's figure this the most common league structure is 12-man. Um, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end. Flex, kicker, defense, quarter, one quarterback, all that good stuff. Team Wheeler's really going to run out this clock right now before my pick. <laughs> It's not. It's going pretty quick, I must say. It's yeah. like 30 seconds per pick or something. It's 45, 45, I think. You know who I'm getting if he's on the board, boys. Where are you? Oh, you're next. Number six. You're getting oh, Derek Henry. You're getting. Yeah, they picked Alvin Kamara. So I'm going to go with the man, the myth, the legend, Derek Henry. Mr. <laughs> Every running back is gone. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. That's what happens. That's all right. Clyde's gone. All running backs, six straight, seven straight. There's Michael Thomas at pick number. Why is eight. Miles Sanders ranked so high? Miles Sanders is going to be the workhorse in Philly this year. Is he though? I don't, know. Are, they, I don't they, trust they really, it. Uh, what's his name? Doug Peterson already said it. He was very clear about it. He goes, he's going to be the workhorse. Yeah, and that's but, something you don't usually hear unless it's like a hundred percent going to happen. Doug Peterson's kind of a phony. Kind of is, but who else do they have in that backfield that's going to take touches from Boston? They have the same guys who have been taking touches. (laughs) Corey Clement's always been getting work. Yeah, when he's healthy. (laughs) Miles Sanders isn't even healthy yet. He got a little bit of a lower body injury. I'm just looking at his numbers from last year. Highest carry total is 20 carries. That's week 16 against Dallas. Mm -hmm. I mean... Obviously, it's going to change a little bit if he gets... More work, but I just don't know. I don't know. I don't trust it. The Eagles have always been as a first round committee. Oh, come on. Yeah, he might be well, but too high of a price to pay. Right. So Josh Jacobs went. I am one pick after this guy. Can you get Miles soon? Team Cox on the board. Team what? Cox. Cox? C-O-X. Get your head out of the gutter, Glenn. Miles Sanders, there he goes. Number right. 10, Miles Sanders on the board. I want to hear the stellar seller uh, roundtable thoughts on uh, Kenyon Drake this year. Right, Similar well, to Miles Sanders for me, I, I just don't trust it. I think Kenyon Drake's going to be good. For the price yeah. you have to pay. I got, I I got The Cardinals are going to be good. Well, they're not going to win the division or anything but because that division is nasty. But I think their offense has a lot of potential this year. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it. Julio Jones, by the way. That's, I like that pick. Pick 11 it's, first round. It sucks. It really sucks not getting a, a running back because they're going to thin out even faster. But I just got, can't look away from those top tier wide receivers. I mean, you got back-to-back picks here, kind of. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're good. I'm already on the clock. Right. Aaron Jones went. And then Austin Eckler, another high pick for that boy. Eckler went that high? So believing in the Eck, man. There are some – Okay, running backs, I don't mind following up Julio, like Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. But 
I think I'm going to do a little test drive here at the mock draft and go double wide receivers and get Devontae Adams. Ooh, that's bold. Oh boy. Because that's your running backs are going to be garbage. <laughs> I just need my wide receivers to carry me. That's all. Is everyone going to be Damian Harris? Actually, Kenyon, Kenyon <laughs> Drake just went. Yeah, pretty much. Kenyon Drake just went off the board. My take on Kenyon Drake is I have a personal vendetta with Kenyon Drake. I <laughs> never thought he was actually good, uh, especially with Miami. He gets traded to the Cardinals, plays, has a few good games. It's Kenyon Drake, whatever, you know. Um, I'm in my fantasy league championship last year against um, league member and uh, former guest Craig Heiler, and he has Kenyon Drake. Held on to Kenyon Drake the whole year. And, of course, the week he plays me, he goes off for 30-plus points. And that's basically Kenyon Drake spitting in my face. You hate to see it, you know? But as far as this year, I mean, if he, if he gets the workload, you know, he is valuable. Like Mason said, Arizona's offense is going to be pretty good. I'm on the clock right now. Who's my first pick? Derek, Derek Henry. Henry. So Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and then DeAndre Hopkins are off the board. In that order. Oh, this is tough. I'm right in the middle of the draft. Too. So many running backs are gone. It's not even funny. Yeah, I don't even see a running back in the next, like, ten picks. <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of the draft here, so here's what I can do. I mean, you might be put in a tough spot. Right now – You got ten seconds. <laughs> oh, shit. I got <laughs> ten seconds. Quickly. I got ten seconds. All right, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm drafting uh, Travis Kelsey. Ooh, oh, you my fucker. I was going to draft him. I, I got to say – I did a mock a few nights ago. Now, this was a 14-team mock, and I took Kelsey with my early second pick, and I hated it, The what happened after that. And, like, the guys who I ended up getting, who I could have gotten if I didn't get a tight end so early. So we'll see if how it works for you with the 12-team. Here's the thing. Chris Godwin. You took Chris Godwin second round? So Tyreek Hill is there, too, with Travis Kelsey. So I feel feel like Tyreek Hill – I'm going to finish top five wide receiver. But Travis Kelsey, him, Michael Thomas, and now Christian McCaffrey are probably the three surest things in fantasy football because you just know what you're getting every year with them. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I took Travis Kelsey in the second round in one of my drafts instead of Juju Smith-Schuster. That ended up being the right decision on my part. Having a good tight end, knowing how so many of them are shitty when it comes to fantasy – is like an added bonus because I feel like other positions in your league, you can kind of just plug and play and guys step up here and there, guys that you didn't think would step up, step up. So if you can yep. strike gold on one of your wide receivers or running back and you have that base of Travis Kelsey being the most consistent player in fantasy, it's hard to go wrong with. Damn, someone just reached it. for Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> He's still a guy there. I mean, people have slept on him, and I guess rightfully so because he is a little – tough to rely on but he still finished well last year and i don't know my my thing with him is health for the most part it is health and oh, he... oh, wait a minute all right dev i see you i draft kelsey you get kittle oh yeah all right. oh, yeah we gotta we gotta I'm start talking about our picks urine it's tight end is so thin every single year that you can't go wrong drafting one of those top guys because you're gonna get consistent production you know? And even though I feel like now more guys are emerging as tight end and being more successful, like last year was Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, you still got your Hunter Henrys, this and that. I feel like just them being consistent is is a, kind of a long shot compared to like other positions around the league. Yeah, for sure. So Mason's on the clock here. What are you thinking? 
Who so do you it's have? tough because the thing is, is like once it comes back to me, my RB2 is going to be so trash. I don't even have an RB1, so. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. So, some um, good wide receivers. I'm going to take Chris Carson. Chris Carson? Yeah. Had him last year. He ended up being fine, but he was – he stressed me out a lot with his fumbling issues. And, and Carson, had, we trust. He had injury problems before last year. So, so Mason, I, don't, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Mason, myself. what you could have done on that pick, Mike Evans was available, and you had Chris Godwin, and you could have had them both. I mean, I could have. <laughs> I took Mike Evans instead. And I'm glad Sorry, you so you grabbed Mike Evans. All right. So, let's see here. I got uh, Kelsey, uh, Derrick Henry. Looks like I need a wide receiver. Kelsey and Derrick Henry. We got DJ Moore, Allen Robertson, Juju, Sutton, OBJ, Ridley, AJ Brown. And I got 10 seconds. Go A Rob. So. Can't go wrong with A Rob. One second. I'm going Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh, 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 damn. Oh Game man! One are basically doing the same exact draft strategy from the last draft. Right, I, 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 I grabbing the the bright and shiny pieces instead of building depth. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, okay, okay Zuzu. When <laughs> I see when I see Allen Robinson there, I, like I I get it. Allen Robinson, he's good, but to be your number one ride to shit, and I I feel like well everyone who's gonna get drafted now to my next pick is gonna be worse than Allen Robinson, so it doesn't really fit my logic. But it's like. He's got either Nick Foles or Mitch Shavitsky throwing him the ball. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, look how it worked out last year. How well did he finish last year? He was very, he was very extremely efficient last year. He's very productive, despite having Mitchell Trubisky as the quarterback. And I actually, I actually believe in Mitch this year. I feel like now when Nick Foles in town, he's got something to prove. Even though you know, last year I guess he he's always had something to prove in the year before. But I feel like there's going to be a fire under him. I don't want anything to do with the Bears, bro. And I feel like Nick Foles is only good as if he comes in and replaces somebody like midseason. <laughs> like in week 16? Yeah. And maybe he, you know, goes on a Super Bowl run and then outplays Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Here we go. I'm on the clock with my second pick here of, uh, of this turn. So I ended up grabbing Le'Veon Bell as my RB1, which I'm not upset with considering I got two uh, wide receiver studs. Um, I think you'll – Give solid RB2 production with RB1 upside. Now I got to figure out if I want a nice wide receiver flex or another running back. And I think I'm going to go with – where the hell is he? Oh, shit. Three, Three seconds. Two, one. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, he was there. I didn't see him. I grabbed Woods. I wanted Cup, but I didn't see Cup, and I ran out of time. But I think Robert Woods will be, will be pretty good too. So he's my flex. Do you actually think that? Or you're just trying to justify the pick in your head. <laughs> no, I I do think that. I'm seeing them like pretty no, much. No, guys, I really want to pull up. That's okay because Robert Woods is gonna be just as good, if not better. Yeah, I think so. I think they're in the same tier. Robert Woods is a little more consistent. Yes, while Cooper Cup has higher upside. We got a guy auto drafting, or on both sides of me. See, what pisses me off about, about mock drafts like this are the people – not the people that, like, draft the first overall pick and then bounce. It's the people that draft the first overall pick and then leave and then come back 
Yeah. And then leave again. So they go off auto-pick, and they keep fucking doing that. Just wait until the draft's over. Like, you'll get an email with your team. It's so annoying. I really wanted Cup, not Woods. <laughs> there it is. I don't like seeing Woods on the team. I want to see Cup. 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 Uh, this, this, oh, they, took, they took Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley and Tyler Lockett and off the board. Even. And Glenn is on the clock. I still need a wide receiver. Take Cooper Cup. No, I'm not going to do what you tell me. <laughs> Good. I hope he falls to no. me. No. You know what I'm taking? You know what I'm taking? This guy's getting actually very slept on. And it might be because his quarterback left town. Um, but I'm taking – I'm going to take Keenan Allen. Keenan. Number we'll six wide receiver last year. And like I said, could be because of Uncle Phil, but Uncle Phil. I'm gonna go with my uh, my number one Colts receiver here, T.Y. Hilton. I love me some T.Y. Me too. When he's healthy, man, I've always wanted him. On he's my a team. beast. Yeah. I'm going with Mark Andrews. Okay, Mason. Tight end. So all, all right. you guys have your tight end. Oh yeah, so a, don't fuck around with that position. I don't know Will Disley was clutch until he, like, literally died last year. Oh, I'm back on the clock. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what do you think this is? Uh, I don't know. I got an either-or question for you guys. No. If these two quarterbacks are the only quarterbacks left in this draft and you have to choose one, you choosing Joe Burrow or Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers. Um, yes, yes. Tyler Boyd. Your cousin. Yeah, my cousin. Cousin Tyler. Um, Joe Burrow or Phillip Rivers? That's actually a really good question. Joe Burrow is like kind of like a sexy pick because that offense kind of is low-key looking nice right now. Right. Yeah. And, and another guy's getting slept on in the offense too is A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. If he comes back healthy, I mean, there's no well, reason. That's the thing. It's, that's why he's getting slept on is because he's just – he's. You already got hurt during the Yeah, I think he's hurt right now. Yeah. In a boot or something. Well, never mind when I say. I still like the idea of it, though. But, you know, they got T. Higgins. They got Joe Mixon. The offensive line's fully healthy. Dev, you got got six seconds. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to go another Colts pick. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, this is – this is – I know who I'm getting here. Oh, I know. I see it. Put it in reverse, Terry. What you doing, Terry? Um, I'm, that's tough, man. Philip Rivers and new scenery. I feel like the Colts. I feel like the Colts don't have as many weapons as the Bengals do. Believe it or not, like as far as like pass catching goes, mm-hmm. and running backs. Like Joe Mixon's very good. I'm going with Joe Burrow, the rook. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd go Joe Burrow as well. Um, because I like. I've tried to. Um, my 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 bias against Cincinnati is well documented, but I've tried to put that behind me this year. So uh, I think I think their offense will be good. So I think they're going to be Joe Burrow. Susan, who are you going with in round five here? Dave Montgomery, who's going to be out for two to four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right now. Um, yeah, that could be why he's still here. But I am looking at him because I still need an RB, too. Um, but at the same time, 
another another person that people might be sleeping on and for good reason but at the same time like they could be it could all be gas that's mark ingram i'm gonna draft him they, they do have jk dobbins who could take a job over but i mean mark ingram's i mean he's good i don't know why he would just all of a sudden cede all his work to uh to jk dobbins but and Sue's back on the clock i'm back on the clock jeez um <laughs> Kareem Hunt, Darren Waller off the board. So now all the really good tight ends are kind of gone. Got I mean, Jared Cook, though, Glenn. There's still guys that I love on tight end. You got Ingram. You got Ned Bigby, Tyler Higby. And then you got <laughs> Mike Gusecki. I'm loving me some of the Gusecki. I'm going to take uh, David Montgomery. He, he ends up on my bench, but Damn. I think that's some good resist. running back depth. In case Ingram does happen to not pan out, there's Montgomery, too, as a backup. Susan, I think if Dave Montgomery was in front of you right now, he'd kiss him. Yeah, I think so. No. He'd kiss his wounds better. <laughs> um, we're also forgetting tight ends, too, that the greatest tight end of all time is still on the board. That's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, I'm really going to take him, are you? I mean, might. I got Kelsey, but. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, Glenn, I wanted him so bad in Craig's draft. And that motherfucker picked him right before me. You know, this is on the clock. This is uh, – I need an RB, too. But I'm sorry. Cam Akers is the best RB available from RB, two. Then you got Raheem Mostert. I like the wide receivers better here. You got A.J. Green, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller, who I think is going to have a big year if healthy, and Hollywood Brown. And I already got Lamar Jackson, so I can have the Hollywood Big Trust mix. And this is the case for drafting RBs early because there's still plenty of wide receivers left in, in these rounds. But I'm taking Michael Gallup. Call it bias. Dude. And then Dak went right after. Team Peng took Kyler Murray. I thought that he was buried. I was like, oh, dude, let's go. I'm be able to get Kyler Murray this draft. Fuck you. He is Team not Peng. buried. I mean, you can still get Russell Wilson. That's who I'm going to pick yeah. right now. I was looking <laughs> for, for that. <laughs> womp, womp. Mr. Consistent. <laughs> yeah, Russ, Russell Wilson's a beast. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup, I keep saying this year that he's going to be the best Cowboys wide receiver. And um, from what training camp has shown so far, it looks like he just might be. All right. I'm taking Marquise Brown. Nice. He's going to be really good in the Ravens offense this year. It's going to be explosive. I'll tell you that. I'm back on the fucking clock, baby. Let's go. Um, Glenn, Michael Gallup is a guy that I drafted in my fantasy league with high hopes. And then after one year, I gave up on him. And that was the worst mistake of my life. So, Moster. Yeah. I, I put an F in the chat. Pay your respects on that one. <laughs> you just drafted Raheem Mostert? I did. Ketchup and Mostert? This is a guy that right here I'm about to select. This is a guy that had an okay rookie year, but I think he was held back because of quarterback play. But with Big Ben back in the lineup, I think Deontay Johnson's going to have a big year. Definitely hearing a lot of hype behind Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Susan sure. was liking him earlier when we did our previews too. Yeah. All right, who I got on my team Higby. here? I need an R- Higby. I need an RB too. And... Really? So I went – I drafted no running backs right away, and I still have 
three of them and you only have one. Right. I don't like Tariq Cohen. I don't like Carrion Johnson. It's so bad. I don't like Daryl Henderson. It's so bad. You're just dealing with a bottom of the barrel. Yo, give me, give me, give me Philip. This is like my same team in Craigslist. Give no. me Philip Lindsay. Who's a what? Robbie Anderson has Coolio hair. Nah. Coolio hair? Oh, Coolio hair. Well, yeah, he does. He had that last year. He did? Did he? Yes. And I'm pretty sure I said it, I'm not drafting him because of that last year. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you, you want to talk about end- hey, you want, Susie, you want to talk about end of season trends? Robbie Anderson on the up and up. Robbie Anderson? Yeah, week 17, he finished with less than five points. He's on and, the Panthers now. Yes. That changes everything. Uh, that, that changes a lot. <laughs> that changes a lot. Forget, figure out what I said then. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to forget I'm even on the clock. I, I'm in uh, – Two picks before me. I'm starting to think about a tight end, possibly a quarterback, only because the running back wide receivers are just dwindling. But as attractive as it looks, I'm probably just going to avoid the quarterbacks and tight ends because there's plenty of them. James White, looking at his stats from last year, consistent. You know what you're getting with James White. Uh, Right around 12 to 13 points every week until after the bye. He had 10, and then that game against Dallas. I was at that game, by the way. We were all at that game. What a miserable time. That was absolutely miserable. That was downpouring that game. I'm actually going to go with James White. I just remember, Glenn, you still have that picture of me in the fucking uh, place where we had dinner. It's just like you took a picture of me, and I just – Look, I'm absolutely fucking drenched. Like my hair, it looks like I just got out. Like you just got a pool. What? So it looks like you just jumped in the pool and then got yeah. out. And just put on yeah. clothes. Is it my pick? No, it's no, mine it's again. Silly. Anyway, back to James. Oh, I can't look at James White anymore because you picked him. Actually, yeah, I can't. Hold on. So I'm actually gonna go with an interesting pick here. He's not at the top of the list, but I'm gonna go with Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Now, he, he's he won't be in my starting lineup, but I think uh, as a third wide receiver for me, he could prove to be useful. Hmm. Or useless. Actually, no, I got Robert Woods as my third wide receiver. My bad. Oh. Should have been Cooper Cup, though. Oh. Um. What do I want to say about James White? Oh, yeah. After that week, he does a dud against Dallas. A week later, he comes back and drops 35 points. And that propelled my team into the fantasy playoffs because they just kept feeding them. Like I was against the Texans where they were getting smoked. And they just said, you know what, James? You have the ball. Yeah, it's a, it's a joke. Team Rich. Go Rick. Team Sweet Time. I would see here. Even got- now, there's still a good amount of – Decent wide receivers who could prove to be something. Yeah, Tom is. Brown, Henry Ruggs. Indeed. Hmm. What we think you going, huh? Keep looking at Jordan Howard. And Matt Breed is right underneath him. Oh, I don't know. I might just go another wide receiver again. You saying fuck running back? 
For real. All my homies hate running back. I'll tell you what. Give me. All right, shut up. Give me John Brown. That's a good pick. I was thinking of getting him too. Yeah, well, think about it all you want. He's on my team. I'm going. I'm going Matt Brady here. Yeah, I mean, I, my the only team. reason I'm going with him is because I think he has a lot of big playability, and I think Jordan Howard is like right next to Sony Michelle in terms of being average. <laughs> so, hey, he, he was nice on the Bears, and then like he was average on the Bears. No, nah, he was nice. He was nice on the Bears. I took Tony Pollard, by the way. I wanted to make oh, yeah, sure you got Zeke. All right. I was like, damn, all right. Tony P getting some love. Um, but yeah, since he left the Bears, it's kinda his Eagles stint is kinda disappointing. You know what? This might be a little bit of a reach, but I want this guy. I'm taking Gronk. <laughs> damn, you're gonna take Gronk when Hayden Hurst is still on the board. I already have Mark Andrews. Oh, so now you're just being greedy. Really? Why would you do that? Because I wanted to. You're talking okay. to you're talking to a three-time toilet bowl winner. <laughs> There's no logic behind anything he does. No. All right, all right. Good I mean, trade bait. That's what it is. Tight ends, though. If you want to, if you want to go with a young tight end that has some potential upside, just just select one of the young guys in the AFC East uh, from any team. And like Chris Herner. Herndon, Giuseppe, Dawson Knox, Devin Asiasi. I mean, whatever it might be. I heard Asiasi was just so-so. Get it? You're ridiculous. That's that's Boo. that's for my Spanish Boo. listeners. Boo. Is there going to be more of those Boo. jokes? Yeah, there's a lot of that in this pod. So, I haven't drafted a running back in years, and I'm not going to. So you're gonna be one with Damian Harris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I got I got two to start. You know how many how many you need? So are we gonna make sure to take screenshots of your team? Is that what we're gonna do? Nah, probably if, not. If you're using your phone, it might disappear. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna make my pick. Give me some Nico. Oh, you says quick, make a pick. Yeah, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miko Hardman. Guys like. It's uh, a good pick. It's like Tyree Kill Jr. a little bit. Jr. Hunter Henry and Jared Cook. I was like, I was gonna get Jared Cook. Wait, you took you took Gronk before Hunter Henry? I just wanted Gronk, bro. All right. So you still would have been there probably for like the next two or three rounds. No. What what do you mean no? He was what do you mean? He was like right where Tom hmm. Brady is right now. He was like right there. I could go with the Matt Ryan Julio connection. I don't think you would have. But got I believe more in Breeze, so I'm going to draft Drew Breeze. More they than are Josh getting a hurricane Allen? after all. Over Josh Allen. Yeah, but you got to wait. I like to pair him with Jared Cook, but you got to wait three years till after the hurricane hits New Orleans, because that's when they won the Super Bowl. Oh shit! Can I undo that pick? Nope. So now for my, I'm going to go with my tight end, and I'm going to get. Did Evan Ingram already go? Yeah. Yeah, he's been he got auto picked. Oops. So I'm, I'm going to go with Mike Gusecki then. Hell yeah. Herndon. That's, that's, a tr- that's a tricky one. Who would you guys rather want, Herndon or Gusecki? Gusecki. Yeah, I'd say Gusecki. Tua, all, a Tua pass catcher all day. Okay. I, I, Gusecki's Fitzpatrick right now, I guess. 
Mm, not the one. Oh, not the one. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick usually starts out hot, and then he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he just he has, yeah. like, four good games. Patrick, and then he comes back down to earth. <laughs> right. And then there'll be two a chance probably by, like, week four. Mm-hmm. He'll get in there. Then Mike Kosecki like fine. He had, like, a six-touchdown game last year, and then the next year he had, like, a four-pick game or some shit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like, – um, That's his career just in two games right there. <laughs> I think it was Glenn's hot take or something. Week one, he had, like, four touchdowns. Glenn said he'd do it again, and he did. Like, and he did, yeah. Hours. Week one week one, they beat uh, the Saints. That was two years ago when he was on the Bucks. Yeah. They did oh, yeah, it again the right. week after. That was an insane start to the season for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you saying, Giz? Henry Ruggs is gone. That would have been a good pick. Are you saying I should take Devin's handcuff? Madison? Nah, don't <laughs> doing that to me like that. Oh, she said yes. The premier handcuff. Honestly, he really is. Well, either Glenn's taking him or this guy on auto pick is. <laughs> I got so many freaking wide receivers. I'm going to keep adding them. Oh, my God. Give Bad me. Quick, make your pick. Yeah, I know. Quick, make your pick. <laughs> Give me Jerry Judy, the Jude man. Jude. Oh, the auto pick took Alexander Madison. You got Damn. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go just trade with him after. Yeah, just make a trade. Trade with him. I'm going defense. 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 Defense right, wins, wins championships. Now you got me sick about oh defense. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm taking Josh Allen. When, once one defense goes off the board, what's the question? Everyone's like, Wait, should I take a defense? <laughs> <laughs> if you're that guy in your league who picks a defense or a kicker first, fuck you. <laughs> hey, it's so, always so difficult for me to choose a defense in my father's league because in his league, you get, like, a ton of points for all positions because of bonuses. Right. For defenses, you get um, bonuses for return yards. So if a defense goes oh, over, man. if the special team goes Jesus. over return yards, you'll, you'll get like points out of a defense. That's I don't nice. like that. It's like how do I how do I know when to draft a defense in that league because I don't do it in any other fantasy league ever. Right, that, that's weird. Yep. I, I used to be CD Lamb. That's a good pick, Mason. That's good as Michael Gallup. Anyways, I was in the draft. I uh, draft. I was in a league uh, a few years back. Watch out! <laughs> I was in a league a few years back. Um, yeah. It was like a family league, and my dad's still in the league. But after I left, they did some rule changes, and they added like punters, right? Mm-hmm. So one, I'm on the clock, and I got a couple bench spots left. Give me, I'll, t- I'll take a running back, and I'm gonna take. I'm going to take Marlon Mack. Return of the Mack. And he tells me the score of his week one time, and it was like 600 and something to 500 and something. (laughs) And I was like, what a joke. I was like, what? I was like, how do you score that many points? He's like, dude, these punters, he's like, they get points. He's like, my punter got 300 points. And I was like, what? <laughs> I said, how does that even make sense? He's like, yeah. He's like, last week I lost to this other guy. His punter got him like 450. And I was like, what? I was like, are punters going in the first round in this league? They would have to. That's yeah. the bulk of your points. That's what stupid. Fuck? That's insane. You got to pick a bad team, bad offensive team. 
I just don't know, like, why, why, one, why we would, you would make that a scoring setting, and two, like, <laughs> who would enjoy that? It's like, oh, yeah. Your dad was at a – Third down. I hope it gets to fourth. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You're rooting there. for no football. Right. There's um, a guy I'm definitely going to get uh, for the sake of Glenn's running back depth. And that's the best running back in the league, Adrian Peterson. Yo, I didn't see him, and I'm kind of upset that I took Marlon Mack over him. <laughs> Damn. Adrian Peterson. I love me, Adrian Peterson. I can't believe dude. he's still here. He's the best. Best ever. TBE. Well, I also think he blew through all his money, so he's probably just trying to get every last scrap he can. Are you, are you saying? Oh, they, they changed the Rams logo? <laughs> yeah, the Mason. Welcome to 2020. Where have you been? I don't know. It looks gross, though. I don't like it. It's kind of drawn on me. At first, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then I saw the jerseys, and I was like, oh, the jerseys. But, I am going to get Peterson. And then all right, well, I'm up here again. I'm pretty even with running backs and wide receivers, I think. But I'm just going to go with uh, – man, there's really not much left. I'll tell you who's getting slept on big time. That's uh, that's Hooper. Ooh, Austin wow. Hooper. Austin Hooper. They got him ranked under uh, Herdern. So I'm gonna go with the stud of the podcast, Damian Harris. Welcome to my bench. <laughs> I got running backs now, baby. Yep. That's the sleeper pick. Susie, right your there. fantasy team's like the Patriots. You just have like a five-headed monster in the backfield. I actually have James White too. I forgot about that. <laughs> They won't want to make deal? a trade. What's the deal with Seattle's backfield? Is are like all four of their running backs still hurt? So Carlos Hyde is the uh, go-to guy right now. Is Carson hurt? I remember at some point in time, like all like Carson and then uh, Rashad Petty are both hurt. So they that's why they signed uh, Carlos Hyde. Uh, I think Carson's okay. I have him on my team now. I think he's okay now. I know yeah, it says Penny's, he's on the field. Penny's still hurt. I'm pretty sure though. I just took one of the best wide receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald. Nice. People forget, you know, I mean, he's going to be standing opposite of DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look who I'm going with here, boys. If it's Boston Scott. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. There it is, the pick of the draft. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going with the Steelers defense. Steelers defense. <laughs> The sexy pick no one wants to talk about. True. I'm on the clock, the clock again. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's all yeah. works. 16 rounds. We're around 13. Frank Gores is still out there. Yo, that guy's a beast, too. Um, There's still so many, like, I'm looking at quarterbacks, like, there's still so many guys that can suffice and just yeah. be like, all right, you you know, you Goff, Tannehill. I just picked Cam Newton, so I just go to show. Drafted Brandon yeah. Ayuk. Ayuk. From the 49ers. This Debo Samuel's foot is fucked up. So there's potential for him to get some targets. Hell yeah. Ooh, I don't know what to pick here. 
So, Glenn, are you regretting drafting Lamar Jackson instead of, like, a Le'Veon Bell or a Todd Gurley? Nope. Nope. I already told you I thought about Lamar Jackson this year. He's going to be number one again. All right. Okay. Um, I tell you who I'm not picking, Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins went. Oh, you yeah. took him. Nice. I-, I picked him, yeah. I had him last year. Bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> he fooled me into starting him every week. And, uh, yeah. It didn't work out well. Me. Nope. All right, give me that Niners D. Super Bowl. Oh, oh. NFC champion Niners D. Whoop. Guys, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> My team's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Says any fantasy owner ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was in a tough spot with that Keenan Allen pick, but uh, that's what you're getting for picking Kelsey. But think of it this way: I got the best quarterback in fantasy. I got the best tight end in fantasy. I got the best running back ever, Derrick Henry. <laughs> ever. Ever. I, I love that. I don't know if you I'm – t- I'm accepting applications, though, if you want to be a member of the most prestigious club in the world today. I was already a Cowboys fan. I'm good. No, 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 no. The Derrick Henry Fan Club, mm-hmm. founded by yours truly, established in 2017? Yeah, I think so. Ask me. So you you had to ride it out for a little bit before you really prospered from that. that thing. Bro, I had Derrick Henry. Not I don't know if he was as a rookie or a second year, and he performed the most spectacular feat I had ever seen in my life, and will never be duplicated ever again. <laughs> it was like the last month of football. He just went off. No, so it was it was before like his like. The last month of football was before last year where he was gone. He kind of broke out into, like, a premier running back. The year before, I had him on my team, and I had him on a Monday night game. And I needed a certain amount of points to win. And the game was basically over, and I needed Derrick Henry basically to break a big touchdown. And it came down to the final play where if if Derrick Henry gets a first down, the game's over because they can just take a knee. If the Colts stop them – they're punting, and it's fourth down, so I lose either way. This guy, Derrick Henry, runs right, cuts left, goes up the sideline, gets the first down, keeps running, shrugs off a tackle. I am screaming at my television saying, <laughs> this guy is going all the way, and he wins me the week. Wow. And ever since then, I've been in love with the guy. And it's now it's – Really oh, isn't. my God. So that plus the James White miracle 30-point game is just a small taste of Glenn bullshit. In things like fantasy. Mm. Listen. Mason knows all about it. I do. We try to tell people. I feel like they don't listen. Well, no, it's it's not it's not that they don't listen. It's just from just like second hand accounts. <laughs> yes. It just sounds like it's not, not that big same. of a deal. It just sounds like you guys are hating, honestly. It sounds like a bunch of complainers, a bunch of whiners, like, babies. Glenn, fuck you for taking Justin Tucker. Bro, oh, I got man. Lamar Jackson. When you have the quarterback kicker combo. You're getting points either way, bro. Especially if you have their punter. Right. So, let's put punters in our league. Absolutely not. 
Yeah, fuck that. So we're just about done here. A couple more rounds. I'm going to yeah. third tight end here just because I don't really see value other than him on the board at the moment. Is that a... I just did. Bigger pick. We got to make sure to read off our teams before we go. All right. I'm taking Harrison Butker. Butker. Okay. Um, Craig the leg. I keep forgetting about him. Tell you what, he's going to win us some games this year. Not too late to become a Cowboys fan again, though. I think I'll pass, but thank you. All right, when they win the Super Bowl this year, I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you know, my dad and my brother's a Cowboys fan, but I chose Andrew Luck. <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl this year. All right. You, hey, you, you, crazy. you're ready here first, Glenn. All right. All right. All right. If, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, I will take a picture and post it on my Twitter account with a Cowboys jersey on. All right. Well, Nothing but a Cowboys jersey on? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, listen, I got a brand up hole, all right? Yeah, I mean, you know, something for the ladies. <laughs> um, I think Mason just wanted to us ignore the fact that he just chose Antonio Brown. I did take Antonio Brown. Wow. That's when you know you're like you're you're done. You checked out. <laughs> no, you're just what? you're just taking shots in the dark. So yeah, that's what happened, Antonio Brown. I get I guess Tim Tebow on the roster too. <laughs> there's really, to, in your to your point, there's really not a lot of people to get right now. Um. Oh yeah, you mean I? Oh, I could have taken Adam Humphreys instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Frank Gore. Eric Ebron. You know he's going to get touches. He, once he's on the Patriots, he's been on every AFC East team. Yeah, the Patriots have to sign him by default next year. He'll retire in New England. No. Oh, he'll retire in New England. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Gore might be that workhorse back I was talking about. At the yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 36 years old. I'm ready for a full work. 36 carries a game. <laughs> I want to I wanna average my age and carries this year, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, defense time. I'm going to go with – Defense time. The Chiefs. You're, you're behind, brother. Yeah, it's been defense time, Chief. I wake up in the morning and it's defense time. Kicker time. The best kicker's still there. Greg Zerloin. Get him. Time. And Glenn already knows. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to argue it. I got Justin Tucker. So I could argue it. You could. All right. My team's done. All right. I got one more pick left. And it's between Sony Michelle <laughs> and Lamar Miller. Oh, my God. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't have another tight. Actually, did I just draft a tight end? Yeah, I got Ebron. Um, a backup quarterback. You can you can never have too many backup quarterbacks. Give me. Quick, make your pick. All right. <laughs> give me give me the Joe show. Joe the Burrow. Joe show. Oh man. 
I wanted oh. to thank Joe Burrow. Oh, well, you should have thought about that when you're picking Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> hey, I'm sticking to the Cincinnati narrative. And Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown. What the fuck? I'm pretty sure he has to serve an eight-game suspension if he gets signed. He does. Drafted Tua. All right. Team Souza. It's complete. All right. I'm going to take a picture of this real quick. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Did it disappear? Oh, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I might be able to go to your teams if I have to. <clears throat> All right. You guys want to read off your teams real quick? Uh, yep. Who wants to lead off? Dev, you start. You're the guest. Actually, wait. Susan's the guest. Susan, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So – would you rather me – I feel like I just want to list all the running backs than all wide receivers rather than just listing the starting lineup. What do you think? Um, no, nah, just list your starting lineup. <laughs> all right. Drew, I, my quarterback's Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, then Mark Ingram, my two running backs. I got Julio and Devontae Adams. Tight That's end big. is Mike Gusecki. Flex is Robert Woods. I got Chiefs D and Greg Zerloin. And then my bench – um, David Montgomery, James White, Emmanuel Sanders, Adrian Peterson, Damian Harris, Michael Pittman, <laughs> and, uh, and A.J. Dillon. Uh, he's the beefy backup to uh, Aaron Jones, who I think might actually surprise some people. All right, so let's talk about that. You had the 11th pick, right? Yeah. And you the decided... 12-team draft. Right, and you decided to go stack up. Wide receiver heavy, getting two of the best in the game, and Julio and Devontae Adams. Yeah, because just like as you should do at home with your mocks, just test some strategies, see if it works, you know. So if this was a real draft and it counted, I probably wouldn't have double stacked, but I wanted to see what would happen. Why not? Yeah. Just no, for risk. I'm going to say you know, no stones. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But it actually worked out, but this is also a 12-team league as opposed to a 14 because um, I end up with Le'Veon and Mark Ingram. Not too bad if I have Julio and Devontae Adams. Actually, I like that a lot because I, I figure you figure Mark Ingram to be an RB2 anyway, like solid. Le'Veon Bell has yeah. RB1 potential, and then you're getting two of the best in the game at the wide receiver position. Yeah, you're very fortunate to have those two running backs after going uh, wide receiver, wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. Good job, Susan. I hope Thanks, you don't Glenn. do it next week. Oh, my God. Is it next week? or Yeah, a week from Friday. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Jesus All right, Devin. Got All take right. a week off next week. So, quarterback, I got Russell Wilson. Um, running backs, I got Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. Wide receivers, I got Mike Evans and T.Y. Hilton. Tight end, I got George Kittle. My flex, I got Deontay Johnson. My defense is the Bills. And my kicker is Robbie Gold. Um, for yes. my bench, I got Matt Breida. Um, Aiden Hurst at tight end, Naheem Hines at running back, Superman at quarterback, uh, Sammy Watkins at wide receiver, Jack Doyle at tight end, and John Ross the third at wide receiver. I didn't see that John Ross pick. He snuck in there. That, that was my last pick in the draft. Sneaky. Yep. Pick. Um, that's pretty good. That's a, that, that's a balanced team. Dalvin Cook, um, George Kittle, Mike Evans, and TYL. And those are, they both have huge upside. Yeah, I'm just like I'm that. such a proponent of going running back um, in the first round. And, I mean, obviously, depending on where I am in the draft and how the second round plays out, I'd 
I'd switch to another position, but I'm so afraid of not getting a top tier running back. Absolutely. I always go with well, Especially at your pick, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is when they were there, like you get what what pick did you have? I had the fourth pick. Fourth pick you got Dalvin Cook and yeah. So I'm I'm still in elite territory at the fourth pick, but you know, if I if I had Sousa's pick, I would have done exactly what he did and gone wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, you kinda have to. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's balanced, and I feel like because you have Dalvin Cook, you can give a little leeway with your RB2 because Dalvin Cook will probably make up any points that your RB2 doesn't get. Yeah. And still, Jonathan Taylor's still um, a good pick. It's just the unknown, him being a rookie. You just don't yeah. know. Unknown's tough. Mason. All right, so uh, my quarterback is jo- uh, Josh Allen. Uh, my running backs are nice. Pete and Chris, Car- uh, Chris Carson. My wide receivers are Chris Godwin and Tyler Boyd. My tight end is Mark Andrews. My flex is uh, Marquise Brown. Um, my defense is the Steelers. My kicker is Harrison Bucker. And then my bench, I have Raheem Mostert, uh, Tony Pollard, Rob Gronkowski, CeeDee Lamb, Brennan Ayuk, uh, Antonio Brown, and Tua Tagovailoa. 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 Jesus. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's how you pronounce it. I've never pronounced his last name before. I just call him Tua. <laughs> I Mason. Agree. That might be the best team you have ever drafted. <laughs> and it doesn't even count. Lot, right? And it doesn't even count. I know. That's a, that's a solid starting lineup for sure. Uh, no, but seriously, I love Josh Allen this year. I had him fifth in my top five. Um, running backs, you went Zeke. And then who's your second running back? Uh, my Carson. Uh, yeah, Carson. I like Carson too. Uh, Carson's solid. Once again, if healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers, Chris Godwin, I think will be the most consistent wide receiver on the Bucks with Brady. Who's your wide receiver to again? Um, Tyler Boyd. It's, uh, yeah, Tyler, yeah Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I'm hoping he has his, like, next step year because he's shown flashes of being good. Hopefully with the Joe show. Yeah. It's better. Still some unknown, but not right. too much. Um. Mark Andrews is big. He's he's on the rise. Flex is who? Mom, Hollywood Brown. Okay. Two people that's on good the same too. team. Yeah, that's the only thing. Two pass catchers from uh, from R. Jackson. And then you got the Steelers, Dean Bucker. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Steelers, he was the best defense last year in fantasy, uh, regardless of the Patriots going off for like 10 straight weeks. Uh, the Steelers actually finished with more points. And then Bucker's just stud. Nice job, Mason. Good Thank job, you, Mason. Bravo. You did good, you. kid, but you're not better than me. Because my Cheer. team goes with the MVP of the league, Lamar Jackson, at the QB position. And then you got <laughs> Derrick Henry as my RB1, my first pick in the draft. I forgot what pick I had. Sixth, right in the middle of the 12-man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm getting Derrick Henry at the sixth pick, I'm hella happy. Because that guy's awesome. RB2 is Philip Lindsay. I still believe in Lindsay because even though they got Melvin Gordon, they got freaking Rolls Royce Freeman. Uh, Lindsay, I feel like, has been kind of the most consistent as far as like the eye test and actually see him running the ball. Who's going to get carries and how they're going to work that offense? I don't know. But I believe Philip Lindsay will emerge as the premier guy. I drafted Philip Lindsay in my league last week. So hopefully he does. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen. Like I said, being slept on. The pick that I got him, I didn't expect to see him there. But 
they're disrespecting him. Kind of like how Mike Evans was disrespecting him on Twitter. Did you guys see that at all a couple like like a month ago? No. I forgot what happened. Like I don't know if Keenan Allen like posted something like how he was like getting slept on or whatever. And then Mike Mike Evans like basically like quote tweeted him. He was like, he's like, dude, you're not even like top five or like better than me. or like top ten. He's like, he said you're like oh, not better not- than me. Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So maybe that lit up a fire under Keenan Allen. He might maybe. perform. Like I said, he doesn't have Uncle Phil, so we don't know. Uh, but he's still the best pass-catching option on the Chargers. Then you got put it in reverse, Terry. Literally the only guy besides the greatest running back of all team that you would want on the Washington football team. Um, after his rookie year, was very promising. He's got his college quarterback teammate. Probably being the starting quarterback of Alex Smith, you know, isn't ready to go yet. But I like Terry. And then you got the best tight end in the league, probably the most consistent player in fantasy, Travis Kelsey. Michael Gallup, like I said, I predict, I'm predicting he's going to be the best of the three Cowboys wide receivers to look at. 49ers defense, unreal. Then you got Justin Tucker. And on my bench, I got John Brown. He's the man. Nicole Hardman, very fast, could have a – Maybe a breakout year this with the Kansas City offense. Jerry Judy, Denver's first-round pick this year. Um, hopefully he can step into a role alongside Colin Sutton. Marlon Mack, now with Jonathan Taylor added. Workload goes down a bit, but he still could produce because we know what we've seen from him. One of the best wide receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald. Now adds DeAndre Hopkins to his wide receiving core, so hopefully things open up for him a little bit more. Eric Ebron. I got him wicked late. Uh, I do not believe in the, the tight end known as Vance McDonald. Is he still on that team? I don't even know because I haven't heard about him. I think so. Why isn't Vance McDonald getting drafted? Last year going into the season, I kept hearing Vance McDonald this, Vance McDonald that. Where the fuck is he? Big oh, Ben right. was down. Oh, I only realized down. after about five years, he's not going to be a good tight end. Trash. He'll <laughs> – I, I wish I had a fucking something to pour out because I pour one out for everyone who said that Vance McDonald was good. Sucks. I had him on my team before. I know he's bad. I got Eric Ebron because with Big Ben back, Eric Ebron he is a red zone beast. Uh, yeah. Could be a big target for them. And when you're drafting tight ends, you really just want touchdowns. I mean, you can't expect anything more than that. And then last but not least, Joe Burrow. Number one overall pick in this year's draft. Heisman winner, national champion, now getting the reins to the Cincinnati Bengals. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is I think I got the best team. Uh, Of course. Debatable. Highly debatable. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to draft, like, officially. Yeah. Same. Do you have any drafts yet so far in any of your leagues? I don't. I think – and Susan can correct me on this one. You're still in my dynasty league, right? Which one? The one with uh, Andy Valeri. The dynasty. No. Not in that one anymore? Okay. Wow. Hey, you, know, you know what's funny? Let's actually talk about that. I backed out of that one. Susan backed out of that league because he inherited to him the worst team known to man. That's not the entire reason because I knew what I was getting wait, myself into. Wait, so did you back out this like this season? Yeah, this off season. Oh, okay. So my brother is actually taking your team. 
Oh, okay. But I have both of those. I have that draft, and uh, I have a keeper league draft this weekend. And then my father's league is the first weekend of September. So uh, I haven't had anything yet, but wow. I, I keep doing these mock drafts because, like I said, I, I did them in July, but a lot has changed since then. So I need to shake yes. the rust off a little bit. It has. I've been so focused on the Patriots, I haven't really been keeping track of anything else. So the Dynasty League that you're in, is that just a like a rookie draft and like free agents? Yes. Yeah, because I'm in another Dynasty League as well. We had ours like right after the actual NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool, you know, something mid-season, mid-corona too to switch it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sousa actually left your Dynasty League to join that Dynasty League. Ah. There was actually a lot of backlash on Sousa joining our league because he was leaving your dynasty league. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but there was, uh, there was some saying, say, oh, you quit this league. How are we going to have him in the dynasty league? He's going to quit after a it's, couple of years. Gonna be a, he's going to be a flake. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why. So uh, there's only 10 people, right? Is there eight or 10? 10. 10. Oof. So right, right then and there. I'd, I'd prefer at least like a 12-man league, I guess. Um, Flea Flicker, which is the platform it's on, I hate that. I, I gave it a chance, but like after a while of using it, it's like I hated using the app. Um, and probably the, one of the biggest things that I don't like is bonus points. I never know what my guys can do when there's like, oh, he got an extra five points for doing what to who? Scratch his like, ass. <laughs> particularly with like quarterback. Doing a touchdown like, celebration, extra 10 points. <laughs> exactly. And – and another thing, which I guess you can't really avoid in any league, any dynasty league, but like paying an entry fee, knowing that you're not going to be anywhere close to the championship. That's that's a thing. It's what I love and what I hate about dynasty leagues is there's so much carryover, but at the same time, it's if you've got a garbage team, you got to hold it out yeah. for like two or three years. Yeah, that's what happened with me though in that league. It took I, I took over Sean Rodney's team. It was complete garbage. He quit like week five. And that was in 2018, and now I'm in a position where it's like, okay, my team's actually going to be able to compete. But it took me that long of just adding players via the draft and grabbing guys during free agency with the with the um, the salary that we have throughout the, the entire season. So it, it's a grind for sure. But I can't say I blame you being in that situation and not wanting to pay. Yeah, but the team that I I ended up taking over that Glenn was talking about that was only a one year league, so it was pretty fresh. Yeah, our, not a whole lot of destruction league, done. We're a year in, so it's basically anybody's game. <laughs> yeah, nobody's but, really stacked, but uh, yeah. I mean, kudos to you, Dev. You know, for hanging it out, actually doing the right thing. Unlike Suzu said, nah, you know, it's funny. I'm not actually, my money to get these I got a, <laughs> I got an email. Um, and it's it, it's it's not really about the whole paying because I can't, don't win because, like I said, that can that can happen in any dynasty league, um, but um. Yeah, I got an email from Flea Flicker saying, like, you've been removed as an owner of Team I Quit. So <laughs> 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 he changed my team name to I Quit. Yep. And then that's how I got the email. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't remember changing my team name to that. You know what you should do? You should change your team name in our new Dynasty League to I Quit. <laughs> I Quit. <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I don't think I did that. I don't know. I, I I doubt it. My, my father has a knack in his fantasy league because he consistently sucks in his own fantasy league. At, at least halfway through the year, his team name has changed to My Team Blows. 
Nice. <laughs> so we all just we all just pick, take bets at the beginning of the year as to when his players are going to get injured and when his team name is going to get changed. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, no, this is good. Like I said um, at the end of episode, last episode um, last week, that the two episodes before we had were very you know informative. You were looking for fantasy advice. We did our rankings, uh, AFC and NFC preview. So it was kind of you know it, it dragged for a little bit this week, more on the entertainment aspect and actually something useful. We did first ever live mock draft. We had our Patriots insight with Dev being on. Um, obviously, going to have to have him on again. Uh, it's been great. Oh yeah. Anything? Uh, any other questions we want to ask Dev before we go? Um, Dev, where can people find all of your stuff at? Just to plug yourself. Yeah. Time. Yeah, sure. So you can find me at, at the website at patriotmaven.com or you can go to si.com and click on the New England Patriots tab on there. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash patriotmaven. Um, on Twitter, twitter.com slash patriotmaven. Um, and you can actually follow my YouTube page now, which I just started this past week, Uh-oh. where I put all my videos I do for SI on there. Um, so you can check that out. It doesn't have a customized URL right now because of YouTube stupid policies with new accounts. But um, if you just search my name on the search engine, you'll find it. Uh, you'll find my page on there. Nice. I actually have one more question before you go. So you've been covering the Patriots um, like thoroughly for over the past year, right? Yes. What has been the coolest experience you've had as far as covering an actual NFL team? Like, have like you like learned anything about any of the players or like met any of the players and had like funny stories that you want to share? Um, I don't have a story specifically with a Patriots player. I have a story about football in general. Um, so last year, I went to the Miami Dolphins game in September. That was when Josh Gordon um, – was it last year? No, it was the year, year before that. I would say last year Miami's game was Antonio Brown's only game. No, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. It was in 2018. That was that was the first year I started covering them heavily. That Wait, that was the year of uh, the Miami Miracle. Yes. So, the, the first game that they had where they blew them out at Gillette, the Patriots, and Josh Gordon appeared for the first time. Um, I was there. I was actually covering the team for the Standard Times at that point. Um, but we were up in the, the press box, and we were waiting to go down uh, the elevator and to go down to um, the locker rooms. And we're sitting there waiting, and then the PR staff actually said, hey, you guys have to hold on going in the elevator. Um, some of the executives from the Dolphins need to go in first, and they were up in the press box with us. So we're sitting there waiting, and the owner comes by, um, Stephen Ross, and then Dan Marino actually comes by. No shit. Dan Marino walks by, and there's like a crowd of us reporters, and all of a sudden you hear from the back, "Laces up, Dan!" (laughs) (laughs) So we just kind of snarked, and we all kind of laughed. But that 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 was a funny story. Like in terms of, um, you know, talking to players and stuff like that, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with it yet, so I don't have any funny stories. Um, but that's probably the funniest one I get. But it's just I'm glad I was able to get in there. Um, while Brady was there and while Belichick was there, because it was obviously I had to, I had to dabble with that before the, that era ended there. And I'm glad I did it when I did, because obviously I ended this off season. So it's, it's great covering that team, man, for sure. Because, you know, when they're winning, it's good business for us too. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously, you know, going to continue to watch you grow covering the Patriots and whatever you do in the future, we wish you the best of luck. Can yeah. I have, can I call you the official uh, Patriots guy of the Stella Shuttle podcast? 
Absolutely. Let's right. go. So, awesome. I mean, whenever we got Patriots questions, I'm just going to call you up and then you're going to answer. Whenever you guys need me, I'll be on. I'll That's make myself it. available. Well, uh, we'll probably – we might actually have you on the season when the Patriots start 0-4 this year and we have <laughs> an explanation of how that's going to go. Okay. All right. Susan, Alrighty. Mason, anything? That's uh, it. No. All right. So, I'm trying to think. We got one more week. So, next week there's not football, but the week after that is football. I think we should, maybe we should do like a post-draft show next week. Well, I drafted until Friday, so we you know, maybe push the episode. I mean, the people are waiting. You know, they they expect you know weekly. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll come back to you next week and then uh, try to get an episode out before the season starts, uh, previewing week one and everything else. And um, all right, yeah, Dev, thanks for being on. Got to have you on again. My pleasure. Mason, Susan, I'll talk to you before then, but um, I'm not wishing you any luck in our draft next week. No. Likewise. Likewise is right. All right, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.